Hello, may I come in? I am Chef Boyardi. Ladies and gentlemen, this week on the show we are talking about the man, the can, the legend. You know him. You love him. You have eaten his wares. You have cracked open a can of his pasta. You have drunkenly microwaved his ravioli at 3 in the morning. We are talking about Chef Boy RD. And I am Brian Clark, and this is Let's Talk About Chef. At the age of 15, Hector Boyardi found himself on a boat sailing past the Statue of Liberty and into New York City. The year was 1913, and he had left his homeland of Italy behind to seek new possibilities and search for that elusive American dream. Shortly after arriving, he found himself working for his brother in the kitchen at the Plaza Hotel, the historic hotel next to Central Park in the heart of the city. You know, this hotel. Guest of the new celebrity Ding Dang Dong stay at the world-renowned Plaza Hotel, New York's most exciting hotel experience. For reservations, call toll-free 1-800-759-3000. Within a few years, Boyardi had proven himself to be an amazing cook and found himself as head chef of the Plaza Hotel. And with that came a small amount of fame and recognition. Plaza Hotel was the most famous in all of North America. And Boyardi, famously at only the age of 17, catered the presidential wedding reception party for Woodrow Wilson in 1915, only two years after arriving on Ellis Island. By 1926, Boyardi decided to open his own restaurant called Il Giardino d'Italia in Cleveland, Ohio. Italian food in the 1920s in America was just starting to take off. There were no jars of sauce in grocery stores, and even the idea of a spaghetti sauce was foreign and exotic. And seeing as Boyardi's restaurant was the only one serving Italian food in Cleveland, guests of his restaurant started to ask him if they could take home his red sauce. At first, Boyardi would give them cups of his spaghetti sauce to take home for free. But after more and more people kept asking for it, he got the idea to fill empty milk bottles and sell them to his customers. 
Eventually, he started selling packages of dried pasta, grated Parmesan cheese, and jars of sauce to go for use at home. His sauce was so popular that pretty much every day after his shift would end at the restaurant, he would go home to his loft apartment, where he and his wife would fill milk bottles with sauce until the early hours of the morning just to try and keep up with the demand. And for the next few years, Boyardi and his wife would fill more and more bottles with sauce in their apartment as word began to spread from one person to another about this amazing sauce, this pasta sauce that you could buy straight from the restaurant from a man who called himself Chef Boyardi. In 1927, Boyardi was working in his restaurant and some regular customers who loved his food started chatting with him at their table. It turned out that the couple named Maurice and Eva Weiner owned a chain of grocery stores. They were interested in helping Boyardi bring his dried pasta and sauce to the masses, their masses, and offered to help him with his business. The three sat at that table long into the night trying to figure out a way to bring their products to store shelves, but it had to be shelf stable. And in 1927, that was a hard thing to try and do. So the trio realized that they would have to set up a large facility that wasn't the chef's apartment, and they had to have access to the freshest ingredients like tomatoes and mushrooms. So they picked Milton, Pennsylvania. Not only for the ingredients, but also because the area was a transportation hub, so they would have access to trucks and shipping their products nationwide. Once they were up and running and they figured out how to properly can and store the dried pasta and grated cheese in boxes, Chef Boyardee started filling store shelves across America, and sales went through the roof. People couldn't get enough of the spaghetti and red sauce with the smiling chef on the box. And by 1928, only one year after coming up with their plan, Chef Boyardee was the largest importer of Parmesan cheese and olive oil in North America. This episode of Let's Talk About Chef is being brought to you by Vincero Watches. Look, I have something of a watch obsession. I love wearing wristwatches, and I spend a lot of time, an embarrassing amount of time, reading articles and watching videos about watches that although they look great, I will never be able to afford. The watch game is one of those that can just be too staggering to comprehend. There are literally watches that can cost $300,000. That's just ridiculous. But that's where Vincero Watches comes in. Vincero were just like me when they started their company, obsessed with watches, and completely confused as to why they cost so much money. So they started a company that makes, designs, and sells beautiful, high-quality watches for a fraction of the price of some of the brands that we all know. Vincero is offering 15% off to listeners of Let's Talk About Chef for your first purchase on their website by using the promo code CHEF at checkout. That's C-H-E-F at checkout. Head on over to VincerroCollective.com to get started. And now, back to the show. For a few years, everything for the Chef Boyardee Company in Milton, Pennsylvania, went amazingly well. Sales had never been better. The factory was humming. But then, this happened. Your commentator is Joe Bryan. Joe Bryan. 
is the motion picture record released by the United States Navy of the havoc wrought by the Japs' sneak sky and sea raid on Pearl Harbor, America's mid-Pacific naval bastion. On December 7, 1941, Japan, like its infamous Axis partners, struck first and declared war afterwards. Costly to our Navy was the loss of war vessels, airplanes and equipment, but more costly to Japan was the effectiveness of its foul attack in immediately unifying America in its determination to fight and win the war thrust upon it and to win the peace that will follow. The Japs copied their German masters in striking hard at airfields. Hickam Field, northwest of Honolulu, and the Ford Island Naval Plane Base were the first objectives of Japan's treachery. Scores of planes were bruised and battered by the Japs' aerial bombs. Many of these were demolished beyond repair. Direct hits were scored on hangars, and these were badly shattered. Equipment and airplane supplies were reduced to smoldering ruins. Here at the Naval Air Station is grim and positive evidence of Jap treachery. Here, foul blows were struck while Jap diplomats were talking peace in Washington. America lost three destroyers. Here are seen the United States destroyers... America being brought into World War II by the attack on Pearl Harbor meant a lot of things were going to change for Chef Boyardee. All of a sudden, there were millions of American soldiers that needed to eat overseas. The American government wasn't ready to feed all of their soldiers, and they needed someone that could make canned food like ravioli with sauce that could stand to be shipped across the Atlantic and feed their troops. And that's when the government asked Chef Boyardee for help. Boyardee turned his factory in Milton, Pennsylvania into an American war-feeding machine. They hired thousands of more workers, and the whole production shifted from canning food for public to canning food for soldiers. The Boyardee factory started running 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and started producing up to 250,000 cans of food a day for the war effort. When they weren't working on the production lines, the staff of the factory and Chef Boyardee himself would hold parades through the town to try and inspire more people to help with the war effort. They would chant slogans like, keep them flying, keep them rolling, keep them well fed, and overseas American troops were fighting the Germans fueled by Chef Boyardee pasta with red sauce. By the time the war ended in 1945, employees of the company gathered at the factory that had fed so many soldiers and watched as their founder received the Gold Star Medal, which is one of the highest awards a civilian can receive in America. But the end of the war meant that Boyardee had some tough decisions to make. If he was going to keep all of the 5,000 employees he hired to help in the war effort, there was no way that he would be able to stay in business. You have to remember that Milton, PA was a small town, and it was now a town that was built partly because of Chef Boyardee, and he knew all of the families and schools and other businesses that had opened because of his workers needed the factory to, to survive. To keep Boyardee an independent company wasn't an option. He would need to grow the business quickly and expand his company to be able to pay for everyone, and so he sold his brand to the American Home Foods Company in 1946 for $6 million, as long as he would stay on as the brand ambassador and continue selling Chef Boyardee products in commercials like this one. Hello, may I come in? I am Chef Boyardee. Perhaps you have seen my picture on Chef Boyardee products at two grocers. 
Today I want to tell you about a wonderful dinner for three. A dinner that only cost about 15 cents a serving. It's my own Chef Boyari spaghetti dinner with meat sauce or mushroom sauce. It all comes in one carton. A full half pound of tender, quick cooking spaghetti, 10 full ounces of rich, tasty sauce, and to top it off, a whole can of zippy grated cheese. A wonderful food. So ask your grocer for Chef Boyari spaghetti dinner with meat or mushroom sauce, won't you? And look for other Chef Boyari's products. They're also delicious, they're also nourishing, and they help keep the cost of your meals down. Chef Boyardi's products are at Best Grocer. Ask for Chef Boyardi's spaghetti dinner. Only about 15 cents a serving. Six million dollars in 1946 money is around 80 million dollars in today's money. And Boyardi by this point in his life was so in tune with business that he actually invested nearly all of the earnings from selling the company into the Milton Steel Company, which manufactured steel for the Korean War effort. Needless to say, the chef that sailed past the Statue of Liberty with no money to his name and began working as a cook in the Plaza Hotel only 30 years before this was now extremely wealthy. All thanks to spaghetti and meatballs. The Chef Boyardee brand today is worth well over $5 billion. And Chef Boyardee himself is one of the most recognizable faces you can see in your grocery store. But it's not just an incredible story about how one man built one of the biggest food companies in America and also single-handedly fed America's troops during World War II, but this is also the story of how Italian food took over North America, and that is thanks to this man as well. When Boyardee started selling his pasta and sauce kits, it was cheap, and it was right around the time of the Great Depression. People didn't have money to spend on food. And so feeding your family for a nickel, something that would fill you up like pasta with sauce, was a simple decision to make. Before the late 1920s and before Chef Boyardee, Italian food in America didn't really exist at all outside of Little Italy in New York. And it's because of Boyardee that we have Italian food as one of the most popular forms of cuisine in the world today. And if American troops overseas during the war weren't already used to eating Italian food when they got to Italy, then they probably would not have been receptive to eating an Italian staple and something that is now the most popular food in the world, and that is pizza. The only reason pizza is so popular in North America is because American troops came home craving it, and so they went to the red sauce joints in their home cities asking for it. And happily, the Italian immigrant chefs were only too pleased to make pizza for them, a food that they had grown up eating at home in Italy, but they had never made for Americans, and suddenly there was a taste for it, and that is all thanks to one man, and that is Chef Boyardee. Hey, we're going for pizza. Do you want to come? Got a better idea. I'll make you some. Got this pizza mix by Chef Boyardee. It beats going out. This I gotta see. It's got everything a pizza mix should. It's even got cheese. But does it taste good? It's scrumptious. Makes real pizza crust, crisp as can be. Don't all mixes do that? Only Chef Boyardee. Is the sauce real pizza? The sauce is great. Is the cheese real pizza? Best you ever ate. Is it real fast pizza? Oh, it's ready in minutes. Real pizza pie. With the chef's touch in it. 
Sure beats going out. Well, I gotta agree. The pizza mix that rates is Chef Boyardee. Get Chef Boyardee complete pizza mix. Beats frozen pizza, even beats going out. Pizza pie in minutes. Mmm. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Let's Talk About Chef. It was written by me, Brian Clark. I want to thank Vincero Watches for letting me talk about them, and more importantly, I want to thank you for listening to this show. If you could do us a favor and tell someone you think would like it, we would be forever grateful, and we could be found wherever podcasts are listened to. I also personally want to thank everyone that's been sharing the show on social media and writing emails and messages to me. I love getting them, and it's so much fun to see the show grow around the world, and I really, really appreciate it. If you want to write in to me, you can send everything to letstalkaboutchef at gmail.com or you can follow me on Instagram at Chef Brian Clark. Music in this episode was by The Sex Pistols, Broken Social Scene, Miles Davis. Our theme song is Cone of Light by The Almighty Defenders and you're about to listen to the band. All music is on Spotify. Please consider listening to it. That's enough from me. And so until next week, as always, I'm Brian Clark. Have a great service and have a great week. Crazy.